the last thing that Jesus did with his disciples was take a couple of everyday items and use them as an object lesson about the most important moment in history. Over 2,000 years later, the Lord's Supper has become a big part of Christianity. Some even think there's a supernatural element to it. I agree, sort of, and I'll prove it to you in less than 10 minutes. Welcome, Bible nerds. I'm David Jesse. I believe that understanding the Bible in its historic, geographic, religious, and cultural context helps us see Jesus more clearly, love him more dearly, and follow him more nearly day by day. We're getting really nerdy today, but I promise to make it practical too. Welcome to Bible Nerds Daily. It's Friday. And we're supposed to move from theology to practice today. So why am I talking about the Last Supper? Okay, I'll explain. Every episode this week has been about a physical tool that ancient Israel used to help them walk with God. Now, if you miss these episodes, go check out our back catalog on thebiblenerds.com. Jesus took this same idea, transforming a physical object into a tool for supernatural change and applied it to something we do every single day. Unfortunately, we've made this so religious that we've lost its meaning. Every single one of us understands the importance of famous last words. When someone realizes they'll never talk to another person again, it changes what they say. As Jesus sat in the upper room with his disciples and he ate a meal, he looked at what was on the table. Before him sat two items that his followers would see on their tables every day after this, bread and wine. And like the amazing Jewish rabbi he was, he turned these into symbols for what would happen to him over the next 24 hours. The Lord's Supper, also called communion, is practiced by most Christians throughout the world, and there are lots of different ideas about when and how to do it. Some churches take communion every week, others once a month or once a quarter or sometimes even only once a year. Um, Catholics believe in transubstantiation. It's a belief that the bread supernaturally transforms into Christ's body and and the wine into his blood when the Christian is given the elements. Most Protestants and evangelicals completely reject this idea. But either way, the Lord's Supper has become a religious act practiced on Sundays in church, and this is not what Jesus had in mind. When we actually set aside our 21st century biases and traditions and just read the Bible, a lot of confusion goes away. Uh, It says in Luke's gospel, now when the hour came, Jesus took his place at the table and the apostles joined him. He said to them, I have earnestly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat again until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. And then he took a cup. After giving thanks, he said, take this and divide it among yourselves. 
For I tell you that from now on, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And then he took bread, and after giving thanks, he broke it and gave it to them, saying, This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And in the same way, he took the cup after that, uh, after they had eaten, saying, The cup that is poured out for you is the new covenant in my blood. This isn't a religious ritual. It's a meal. It's something all of us do every day. And Jesus isn't telling his disciples to start a new ritual. He's telling them that every time they sit down to eat, they should look at the bread and the wine on the table and remember the cross, his broken body and his shed blood. This isn't a once a week or a month or a year thing. It's an everyday thing. And this is where the Lord's Supper goes from ritual to supernatural. I believe that one of the biggest problems we have today is separating our day-to-day lives from our worship. Uh, We reserve God for Sunday. He's present in the church building. And if we're really good Christians, we take a few minutes in the morning for some quiet time. This isn't walking with God. Brennan Manning said, the single greatest cause of atheism in the world today is Christians who acknowledge Jesus with their lips on Sunday and walk out the door and deny him by their lives. This is what an unbelieving world simply finds unbelievable. The rest of the world doesn't see God because we don't live like he exists. And this is why Paul told the Thessalonians to pray without ceasing. But we have a hard time even grasping this. We think of formal prayers all day, every day. But making every day supernatural is just about living with eternity in mind. In ancient Israel, it meant binding their hands with the commandments or remembering they they needed spiritual cleansing, just like physical cleansing. It's lighting candles on Friday night to make the Sabbath a holy meal with the God who loves you. And for Christians, it's supposed to be taking a moment every time we eat to remember what Christ has done for us. So let's get really practical for a moment. How do we do this in our lives today? Um, I've started looking for habits in my life that I can use as triggers for remembering spiritual truths. When these moments happen, I say a silent prayer. Um, And this has created a supernatural element on my life that I've never experienced before. I'm praying all day, every day. This isn't to brag. I've never told anyone about this, but here are a couple of examples. Every time I wash my hands, I pause and I remember that they're only that I'm only truly clean because of the blood of the lamb. I take a moment to thank God for the blood all day long. I'm reminded of the cross. I'm a coffee lover. Uh, For years now, I've brewed uh, pour over coffee. Uh, Yeah, I guess that makes me kind of a coffee snob. Um, Anyway, when I grind the beans and I pour the near boiling water over the grounds, I think about how God has no choice except to crush me. If I'm going to be any good to him and the world around me, I need to be changed. I need to be broken. 
I need to be destroyed. And then I need the Holy Spirit to pour through me, transforming me into something pleasant and useful. Everyday habits can become supernatural moments. So take some time in the next few days to think about tasks that you do every day or multiple times a day. See how you can transform them into moments of prayer. And you might find prayer a whole lot easier than it's ever been before. I am almost certain that you have a bookmark in your Bible or a picture on your wall with an inspiring verse on it. I'm also almost as certain that this verse is ripped out of context. Uh, Next week, we're looking at five verses that mean something very different than you think they do. subscribe to the Bible Nerds show wherever fine podcasts are found. Um, We have Bible Nerds Daily. It's a 10-minute show that comes out Monday through Friday, and then Bible Nerds Weekly, 15 to 30 minutes, where we're going through the most Jewish of the Gospels, the Gospel of Matthew, in its historic, geographic, religious, and cultural context. That one comes out every Sunday morning, so make sure you subscribe and catch every single episode. If you're a reader, definitely make sure you pick up Reading the Bible with Rabbi Jesus by Lois Ferberg. It helps you dig into so many of the connections that we've been talking about on this podcast uh, from the Hebrew Scriptures. You can find a link to purchase it in the show notes. Um, It's also on the website. It's fantastic. Make sure you check it out. podcast encourages you and challenges you, I want you to pay it forward. Please check out the ministry of One Child. One Child brings hope to hard places by helping children around the world who are facing extreme poverty. One Child's Child Champions bring food, medicine, education, and the gospel to children who wouldn't have it otherwise. Uh, You can make a one-time donation or a recurring donation to help support this ministry. You can sponsor a child for less than $2 a day. Think about that. Your Starbucks money can change a life. Uh, There's a link in the show notes for you to learn more, or you can check out the tab on thebiblenerds.com for more info. Make sure you're following us on our socials, uh, on Twitter and on Facebook. The easiest way is just search in in the bar there for the Bible Nerds show will pop right up. You'll recognize it. Um, And also make sure you're checking out thebiblenerds.com for all the latest information about changes that will happen in the show over the next few months. I can do all things through Christ. I know the plans I have for you. Be still and know. These verses and more are quoted by well-meaning Christians all the time, 
but their context makes may make you think twice um, <laughs> before you use them for yourself. That's all next week. But for now, go read your Bible. <laughs>